Welcome, welcome. You're listening to Shakisha and the White Boy. I am your host, Ryan Dinger, better known to you as the White Boy because, folks, you do not want to bring me out in the sun without a healthy slathering of sunblock. I am joined here, as always, by my co-host and this show's namesake. She is a writer, director, producer, a podcaster, and honestly, just one of my dearest friends. She is the one and only Shakisha Williams. What's up, dude? Like, Keisha, how are you? If if there's a like, we were what do you call it? Um, colorblind society. You most certainly are not, my brother. <laughs> you, you love talking about how like you have I a do. million I, of them. It's I know. Very, I, I you it's know, I'm very glad that- 1950s cat skills. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny is when I wrote. You know, I try and do a joke at least once every other episode. Um, and I do have a lot of angles, but. I actually was hesitant about that one. And, I, and it's funny that you mentioned it because I wanted to ask you about it while yeah. we were just doing the show. Like, you know, I'm aware that black people need sunblock too. So it was like, like, was that a little bit over the line for me to like- uh, No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, I I don't want to say I take there are black people who, who tan differently than me. It takes me a while to tan. I don't tan like that, but I'm more than certain the fairer complected you are. Yeah. The more, and you're pretty much Scottish <laughs> or some sort of Celtic. Irish, Irish. Uh, well, yeah, Northern Europe for sure. But uh, very, Irish, if you're talking about very, that region of Europe, Ireland. Is very skirts wearers, very outlander, <laughs> yes, very. Yes. yes was very I, was I over the line for calling you an No, outlander? not at all. I think you, you, you're, you're spot on. I mean, uh, I, I can't deny it. And I do think, you know, it's just science, right? Like if you have more uh pigmentation like you're better adapted for the sun right like that's a that is a thing but, i mean but with the world the way it is please my 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 brothers and sisters of darker hues wear your sunscreen because even black people are subjected yes. to skin cancer and a lot of not me per se because i'm not a lover of the sun i don't like being out in the heat at all mm-hmm. but there are a lot of people who enjoy the beach Wear your sunscreen because the world has been torn apart. So do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely right. I think you need to protect yourself. No matter who you are and how how you look, if you're watching this show, please take the proper precautions when you're going to be spending a lot of time. I'll do the rainbow here. The more you know. Yes, (laughs) our man LeVar Burton with another lesson for you. If you're not a fan of the sun, it's actually kind of a a good day for you because we're out here doing the podcast right now in the middle of a hurricane. Hurricane Henri, as it's been spelled. It's actually Henry, but if you look at how it's spelled, it's H-E-N-R-I, which is more the like French version. I don't know how they made the decision to make it. Where did it start? Where did it begin? uh, In the the South Atlantic, I believe. You know, it did go through... The Caribbean and stuff, and there is some French influence there. Yeah, like what I, mean? I don't know when it's named, you know, but Henri. I did think it was funny but that they've, it's, get, they've given up on like Fred and Ted and Henri. Martha, so now we're <laughs> making it French. Yes, and uh, not so bad right now, but uh, we could experience difficulties at some point because uh, the weather has been known to affect internet quality, and we are still doing this via the web. Um, but yeah, right in the middle of a hurricane. So no sun today for you. How is it over there in Jersey? It doesn't seem too bad right First now. First of all, I am mad that the cord that I have is in the shot. So let's do that. Let's, <laughs> let's get rid of that cord there. Let's do that really quickly. <laughs> all right. 
production. I'm not on used to spot. like being in the living room for any of my tapings, but I was like, I'm pretty sure people are tired of seeing my bet my headboard in all of my zooms. Yeah, I like this let's, new background you're going for. You got the artwork in the background, up. folks. If uh, if you don't know what we're talking about. We do have shows on YouTube now. If you're listening, you can actually watch this episode and see the artwork that I am referring to. Shakisha's got on a great hat. I mean, you look great today. You really turned Thank up. Thank you. 10 minutes. That's, Ten, that's yeah. super fast. That's super fast. <laughs> what was your question, question again, Ryan? Oh, uh, We were just talking about uh, hurricane and stuff, but I did want to ask you about something that happened this week very quickly. I'm sure you saw uh, OnlyFans, which you are familiar with. Uh, a well, I gotta be familiar with well, well, I'm because, because you're just one with the <laughs> well, you're you don't have an OnlyFans. Well, what's funny <laughs> is you know, sort of what we're hinting at here is that OnlyFans has a certain uh quality about it, let's say, or or has had up it until was, this point. Will. And it I came out this that. week that they're banning adult content, which is to me sort of like the thing that makes OnlyFans run. So it's really interesting that they're making this choice now to to do away with this stuff. Uh, and you had said that you hadn't actually heard this until we talked about it right before we came on here. Yeah. I'm curious what you, I, so like I can actually get your natural in the moment reaction to that. So I'm curious your thoughts about OnlyFans doing away with the the users who have seemed to have the most fans on OnlyFans. I'd be, I'd be interested to know like what the decision was behind it like what was the cause what made the the people who run OnlyFans go our main money maker is going to go away well I can tell you there uh, was pressure from their payment processors uh I'm not sure what the name of the okay. company is but okay uh, okay the bank or whatever who does their finances uh you know said we we can't have the adult content on there anymore Oh, so, so it was, so it was uh, the, the people who finance it or the people who accept the money? I think the people who do the the uh, OnlyFans economy, let's say, the the, the transactions and stuff, the, yeah. the company that powers those things. They should have went into a room with Pornhub and made that, like, they would have got the, the information from them. Yeah, I keep just... In mind, keep it in mind, I'm saying this. And my daughter is on the other side of the wall with her with her friends before she goes away to college. So they're waking up to me talking about Pornhub and OnlyFans. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> it happens. Hey, she's the like, white boy. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. It is. It's like kind of crazy though because you know you would think if you're a financial services provider, you like money, right? And OnlyFans right. makes a lot of money. And, yeah. and now it seems like sort of the thing that has turned it into such a huge business is going away. It's counterintuitive, right? Like at the end of the day, and I think it just really speaks to like the stigma of sex work in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the fact that like, even in 2021, where we seemingly have made a lot of uh, progress in terms of we're supposed we, to be more enlightened. Yes, exactly. On and being more enlightened in those things to still see the stigma of sex work. And you know, a lot of the people who are who use OnlyFans were people who were struggling financially and, and they turned to that outlet as a way to make money to survive. Um yeah. so I don't know, you know, it's just as like the Puritan uh underlying of this country still very much exists. 
I mean, not, it's, it's beyond just the United States, to be honest, it yeah. exists in the world, but it's here uh, more prominently than in other places. And uh, but you know, yeah. so it, it, so it stands to be asked when that was approached, like, cause this couldn't have been just all of a sudden, right? Mm-hmm. Like OnlyFans for years has been known to uh, put out amateur adult content, mm-hmm. which was like, it's like the running joke. If you talk about, you have an OnlyFans page, you already yes. know. We made the joke when it first came up ten, two minutes ago when we started talking about it. You were like, why I got to be associated with OnlyFans? You know what that what that phrase means. Exactly. You know what it means. Um, for me, I would say that if we're talking about, you know, a gig economy, if we're talking about people who are, you know, people who are creative, yeah. Um, there may be another entrepreneurial you know, that might for in all honesty, if Pornhub is listening, that's their entryway into mm-hmm. getting into something and or collaborating with the, the people who own OnlyFans to become a triple trillion dollar industry, yeah, you know, yeah. within that. Um, so if y'all heard me, I wouldn't do it. I, I got I got kids. I got stuff going on. But if I was y'all, I'd collaborate. <laughs> Hopefully someone from Pornhub is listening and uh, catch. And I, th- I think you're so right, though. I actually said that to Caitlin uh, when the news first broke. I was like, do you know how much bank we could make if we could just create the platform to fill in that gap now? Like we could, this is not ex- not an exaggeration. If it took off and really became the, the platform the way that OnlyFans was, we could yeah. be billionaires. Yeah. LA, you know, down the line, 10, 15 years down the line, you could get yeah. to that point. So Kind of crazy that the stigma is is having a company turn away that type of profit and that type of value because you know we don't talk about it a lot on our show. It's not really our thing, but uh, pornography, as you may know, is is pretty popular. It's a big business, yeah. so yeah. Uh, it's it's weird to see uh, a company like that turn away. From, well, maybe uh, one day we could get profit. like a sex worker from OnlyFans to talk about that experience of losing that. You know. It's it's so funny that you say that. I had the same exact thought. I was like, even if it's not someone from OnlyFans, we actually we should try to find someone who's an entrepreneur in that space and bring them on for Art of the Grind because that's a grind too. And you know, I would argue it's an art form. Um, yeah. You know, I think maybe some more conservative folks and more traditional folks would say no, but I do think that there is an art to it. So I think it kind of fits into that whole. Uh, vibe already so uh on the same page Trust as me, always do it and that's not even that's not even a that's not a slight like i have no clue so oh yeah yeah that's a talent. To talk to someone and and find out what that is and you know maybe double down on our on our shares on the new only fans yes totally uh i love it i'm gonna make a note of it and uh let's find that person for sure let's go So folks, we've got a great episode in store for you today because we're talking about everyone's favorite topic, the V word. That's right. We're discussing my virginity. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to be discussing. Yeah, it's kind of a a weird tie in now. This is why I'm not on OnlyFans, actually. And that completely was a coincidence. But, you know, the the stars are aligning for us on today's episode. No, we're actually going to be talking about everyone's favorite topic, vaccines, and uh, shall we say the varying perspectives that exist around them right now. I'm excited because it's actually going to be some classic SATWB. There's no special guest. It's just the two of us and the topic. And it's kind of an old school vibe. That's how we started. uh, And we had a lot of fun back then. And I think we're in store for some more today. It's a conversation we've wanted to have for a while. So let's get into it. 
But first, we're going to start this show the way we start all of our shows with a little segment we like to call WTF. WTF. It's another rousing edition, folks. We are here. I have a story today. Uh, and let's talk about it. Let's just hop right in. So Shakisha, a story broke this week in Politico. Uh, it was actually a blurb that I saw in a, in a larger story, but it was an article from Politico. And the blurb, I'm just going to read it to you and, and then let's talk about it. The blurb says, party pooper. Did Barack Obama ruin the party in D.C.? His over-the-top 60th birthday party in Martha's Vineyard first drew criticism for the size of the guest list during the Delta surge, and then after he slimmed it down, the former president was blasted for throwing an opulent party during a pandemic. The bashing of the bash is having a chilling effect on the DC party scene as especially Democratic politicians and their staffers scramble to figure out when and where or even if they can party again. Who wants to throw a party right now when Obama hired a doctor to make sure everyone's vaccinated and passes a COVID test and he still gets shamed for it, said John Arundel, a former associate publisher of Washington Life magazine and managing director of Perticus Communications, which I'm sure is some type of lobbying PR BS firm. I just think there's a stigma to throwing any kind of event, he added. The optics of throwing the party or being at the party, it can be chilling. Just weeks ago, D.C. looked like it was back. The French, Italian, and British embassies marked the return to life by opening their residences to hundreds of guests with champagne and oysters. But now the party has come to a close. Shakisha, these poor politicians in D.C., they just want to have events with champagne and oysters. Why are the people being so mean to them during the pandemic? Why, why can't they let them party? As my girl Cindy Lauper would say, politicians, they want to have fun. Um, <laughs> um, you know, Dems just want to have fun. <laughs> oh, well, I will say like, it doesn't, at least the Dems are aware of the optics of it because it does seem, and, and somewhere in this blurb that I didn't read, it does note that uh, the Republican uh, coalition does not really seem to care at all. So uh, it is only the Dems who are suffering from the lack of partying, but. It, it, okay, for me, and this isn't, it's not me being, because I don't know if I'm a true Democrat because I haven't been offered, mm -hmm. you know, you can't tell me I'm a vegan if I've never seen veg veggies had the option of being a vegan. Right. So I can't say that I'm a Democrat. I we, we both talk about this often, yes. I'm more <laughs> liberal than I am anything. For sure, yes. I do have a few conservative i believe a man should pay if i go out with him okay so sue me <laughs> sue me um but <laughs> so there's my there's i mean I'm that's just good economics <laughs> but what i will say is that we're all kind of feeling it a good friend of mine had like a whole birthday celebration and found out just a few days later that she had COVID. Mm -hmm. um, she said it wasn't like terrible. And this, the, this, the, I don't wanna call it the scary part, but the, the part that got me is she was vaccinated like I was and just happy to be back in the midst of friends yeah. and you know just feeling like a normal human being. So all of us are like feeling it mm -hmm. in that way. Like, it's just like, oh, the world yeah. should have opened up by now. Right. Um, 
fully mm-hmm. without the fear of this thing. And we're going to get into it a little bit later. I want to dig too deep on that side. But yes, there are yes. reasons and causes why the Delta variant is spreading so rapidly, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later. Yeah, I uh, I think so. I, I totally agree with you. Like everyone is feeling it. And you're right. But I would say, like, if that's kind of the worst of your problems right now, yeah. uh, not so bad because there's actually, you know, a lot of people who, uh, and I know you know this, but, you know, people in this nation who are feeling much worse, you know, whether it's actually suffering, losing family members from COVID or just because of the supply chain breakdowns and the, the sputtering of the economy that has happened, people who are wondering where their next meal is going to come from. And I really think it speaks to a disconnect that Politico, uh, which is, you know, embedded in D.C. and in the political culture uh, is definitely part of, you know, everything that happens there. It's it's really tone deaf because it's like you it's it's written in a sympathetic way, like, oh, the, you know, the optics of having a party right now, we can't even do that. And it's like, guys, if that's like the most you have to sacrifice, like if you're in, running in circles in, in Democratic, uh, you know, D.C., you're yeah. probably pretty well off financially. Oh, well, if that's where we're going things. with this, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the tone I mean? like, Oh, my God, yes. You know, it's yeah. like, it's absurd yeah. that they would, and like, not just to feel, like feeling that alone is tone deaf, right? right? But then to have a story about it as if this is like something actually worth reporting on, this is, this was reported on Thursday. This isn't like, you know, from some distant time. This is from this week that this story came out. Ryan, like, they bought the suit. They bought the suit. They had the outfit spread out, laid out. They were dancing. You know how you get ready right before you go out? They were yeah. in the room. And then they got the call or the text. And they were like, damn it. All right, guys. Optics. And did what writers do and just <laughs> got that fingery with it. Got real angry. Like, this, this is disgusting. Yeah, I just... Suck. So I can't, I can't believe is. it. Yeah. I can't believe it. Like, I just don't know how someone wouldn't, you know, this, the, the, it's written, it runs through editing and all that stuff. How no one at any point was like, um, guys, uh, maybe we don't want to go public with this. Like feeling it is tone deaf enough, tone deaf enough, but to actually publish it, I can't believe saying, it. You're saying that you're saying that we live in a time. I could just like a hundred things just went through my mind. So I don't even know which one to pick up on. <laughs> Grab one. Donald Trump was president. Yeah. Tone deaf. Tone deaf. <laughs> I, the whole, I don't dispute that. People I don't, don't dispute that. Masks because it's against, because it, it's um, doing something to their civil liberties. Tone deaf. It yeah. Is, it is not. Political that is off. It is our morals that are askew. It oh is yeah, our, that's a, it's uh, an entire uh, nation. I and I don't. Yeah. Want, oh no, you know what? It's not morals. It's just, you know, put it this way. I often think about like Da Vinci or someone who, like, before science was like really science, where we could actually see things, have microscopes, and they knew things, but they couldn't really say. And people were like, this motherfucker is crazy. I could never, the world is what? Round, it's not flat. Oh God, what is going on? And all the newspapers was 
you know, the, the early Twitter newspaper was just or whatever the, the, guy <laughs> the, the, scroll, yeah. the guy in the middle of the town with the scroll, whatever that was. And we are still doing that. And we have science. Yeah. Like, ugh, like, how are we still in the dark ages when we got science to back up? Yeah. How do we still do that? And yeah. that's what always gets me. So it's not political that politico that is tone deaf. It is our society is Western America that is just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think it's a pervasive issue, but I just think that a story like this does sort of let you into that insight, right? Like, you know, yeah. you, you read something like that and then your mind goes to all these other things that you're 100% right about. It's not Politico. It's not any one publication. It's not just the government. It's not just the media. It yeah. is pervasive across all of society. And I just think that there's like a real lack of empathy more than anything else, yes. right? There's this lack of yes. wanting to understand human beings and and understand the plight of others and so like yes. you and I are sort of empathetic people I, I would like to think anyway definitely you know, we, we see a story like that and we're like hey guys uh yeah it could be could be much worse than not being able to have champagne well, you see where my head but, went you see where my yeah. head went I was like I could understand they a little you know I, we all want to go outside see my totally. yeah 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 you were you were empathizing with them at first and I was like you know what? I, I can't find it in this in this instance. But and to your credit, yes. Uh, but yeah. I, so I think let's uh, send out a WTF to society. I think is what we're deciding now. Society. No, you could, no, you could do it to political. <laughs> no. okay. Want to go full? Well, I mean, that would kind of that's a very broad brush. Also, so like, you know, we had another story that we wanted to feature, and we're like, well, let's not do that one because we sort of just hit on that state. So yeah, yeah, if yeah. I if I do do a WTF to society, that sort of pigeonholes us in terms of what we can do next week. So let's keep it at Politico. I think that's fair. Politico, what the fuck, man? What? Fuck. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck, Richard? What the fuck? Ah, uh, so we decided not to WTF society. <laughs> I wanted to go for it. And I think it might be justified in some ways, but you talked me yes, back from the ledge absolutely. and I appreciate it, my friend. That was... What the fuck? We talked about Politico. Now it's time to sort of keep the same theme because WTF is very panty themed, pandemic themed. And uh, our main segment today has to do with the pandemic a little bit. It's about uh, vaccines. I think maybe uh, you probably have heard of the topic before. It's something that has been discussed a bit lately. And, you know, it's funny to me, Shakisha, is when we first started discussing our ideas for this episode, which was probably six months ago like it, it was a while ago we've had a lot of conversations about wanting to do this topic and we're doing it now but when we first started talking about it i was imagining a bit of a different conversation because mm. at the time it was probably like february march still very early on in the vaccine rollout and yeah. there were a lot of prominent black celebrities who were coming out sort of saying it's a personal choice a choice with your families and stuff and I thought we were going to have a conversation about the need to sort of like recognize that like people of color have been done wrong by government many, many times before. And so there's sort of a justifiable me reason for them to be distrustful. But I feel like that has changed a little bit and a narrative about who wants to get vaccines has changed a little bit. But what else is funny is that we've started to have this conversation a few times now on Zoom calls where we were meeting about the season and whatnot. And we would always stop ourselves and say, you know what? Like, let's not have the conversation now. Let's do it 
on the show. So we actually haven't really expressed a lot of views to one another yet. I think we both understand where we stand on vaccines, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we want to have yeah. the conversation. So I actually did want to ask you sort of like what your projection of this conversation was going to be or what you thought, because I took a lot of notes, but we know, well, one of the reasons we started this podcast is we know we can sort of take a topic and just sort of run with it and go for 25, 30 minutes. And I have a ton of notes here, so we can stick to that plan if you want. But I actually wanted to just kind of throw it out there and see, like, let's just start talking and see where it goes, you know, and we don't need, we can jump into some of these notes at some point if you want. But um, so, you know, what do you think? Like, I, I, I feel like, go ahead, I'll let you start. I'd gone away probably May. No, no, it was eight, uh, April. And I was in the cab, like outside of Pennsylvania. And the cab driver, I forgot how it came up. I think I like moved my mask really quickly. I said, I'm gonna put it back on. I just gotta, you know, do, adjust. And he said, don't worry about it. He said, this is all a hoax anyway. I'm like, oh, here we go. All right. Now you my, know what kind of person you're dealing with. Here we go. Um, and it was a black guy. And my husband engaged, which I try not to, because people, what I find is when it comes to beliefs, it's very hard to change someone's mind, someone's mind who's not open to a discussion. You can tell when people are like set. And he, he had said that his brother passed away, but he thought it was the flu. They marked him down at the hospital as COVID because that's what they do. Um, But I understood, like, I am the type of person that I understand why people don't want to do it, like Mm -hmm. why people are distrustful when it comes to the vaccines. I also understand that there's a segment of the population that is privileged enough to not have to even to say, well, you're taking away my civil liberties. You don't Mm -hmm. know what a civil liberty is. Being asked to wear a mask is not taking away your civil liberties. Let's just be clear on that. But. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a segment of the population who has historical interactions that weren't favorable with the <laughs> United States government. That's and being generous. Yeah. <laughs> when, you know, where they pretty much deceived and, you know, hurt people on purpose mm-hmm. medically. So I understand that kind of thing being fed through through the generation. I also understand there's a lot of people who have scientific and legal documents surrounding why does the CDC, um, why you can't sue the CDC. I've seen this. I, this is alleged, people. This is alleged. This is a Shakisha. This is what I've come to find on my own. There's a segment of the population that believes that because the CDC cannot be sued over certain things that happen to you medically when it comes to vaccines, that's proof positive that there is something wrong with that. Like I am mandated to take a vaccine, yet if something happens to me or if I find out that I'm allergic or something happens to someone I love, I can't go after the company, CDC, for, for, you know, it makes people go, wait, why is that? Why do I have to take it? And why can't I sue you if something happens to me or someone in my family? Mm-hmm. There's a segment that believes that it's attached to children and autism. So there are segments of people who, for a myriad of reasons, don't have a trust in the government. Yeah. They don't have a trust in the system. And I understand that, but I also understand for me, 
I know that I did vaccine. I was on the fence for a while to, to tell to tell you the truth, because I yeah. had heard about, about three deaths or three incidences where people didn't have favorable reactions. So I just was like, I don't know if I want to do it. But I did because I wanted to travel. And yeah. I knew eventually, because we're here now, we're here. Yeah. New York has uh, mandated that people... If you're going to go into a restaurant, you got to show your, your, your freedom papers. I'm sorry, your vaccine card. <laughs> <laughs> got to show your freedom yeah. papers. Get up in, in different oh, man. Yeah. So, you know, I knew that was coming. A couple in, a couple got arrested in coming into Canada with fake vaccine papers. Right. You, 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 you didn't sign. You get the right signed freedom papers and that was your ass. So I knew this was all coming down the pike, which is why I just did it. I think it's funny that you say freedom papers because this was one of the angles that we had I, we had in our extensive notes that yeah, yeah, yeah. I put together. Um, but it was a story from The Root that talked about just this thing, that Black people who remain unvaccinated may suffer the most because of vaccine requirements. So this story from The Root says, Black people still have some of the lowest vaccination numbers of any racial group in the U.S., Despite the various factors that affect why communities of color are under-vaccinated, such as hesitancy and inaccessibility, mandates have already been picked up by New York, Washington, and some private companies. New York City will be the first to enact a citywide mandate beginning Monday, August 16th, so uh, a week. So this is coming out on the 23rd, so it, it, this mandate started a week ago requiring people to show proof of at least one shot of a vaccine to enter businesses. Still, only 20 27% of young Black New Yorkers are vaccinated after the city focused on vaccinating older New Yorkers first. Some think these mandates will cause quite a stir amongst communities who have historically been required to show paperwork to participate in society. Boston acting wow. mayor Kim Janey was vehemently against enacting a van vaccine mandate in her own city for this exact reason. She said, there's a long history in this country of people needing to show their papers during slavery, post-slavery, as recent as, you know, what the immigration population, what the immigrant population has had to go through. She, she has actually since walked back this comparison, but uh, she stands firm in her disapproval of the requirements. So you think I there's actually... I didn't read it, not saw the freedom paper. You yeah, know, you, you actually made that connection as well. Um, I guess, you know, for some of our audience, you know, maybe someone who doesn't know, what were freedom papers? Um, so basically, if you were a free man or woman, a black free man or woman in America pre, well, in the antebellum, and you crossed the, I guess, the border of, was it Virginia? It starts mm -hmm. in Virginia. You had to show papers that you were a free person. And oftentimes, I mean, there have been instances, if you saw 12 years of slave, you'll understand the, the you know, what mm -hmm. I'm talking about. But basically, it was a proof, a paper of proof that you were a free person of, of color, a free, I, I got to stop saying that in this instance, a free black person. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like for that reason, like, I, I think that's so, that's a really a valid concern, right? Like all the, all the stuff you mentioned about the history of uh, black people and their relationship with the government in, in this country, <laughs> the, uh, uh, you know, unfavorable, <laughs> Yeah. conditions I think is is a term you use which is definitely generous to say the least something that I found that was that was interesting while I was doing my research and, and sort of actually backs up some of what you're saying is that the vast majority of vaccine hesitant people do not have a political agenda and are not committed to an anti-scientific cause they're simply undecided about their choice to take the injection 
Mm-hmm. That was interesting to me because I think that that speaks to what you're saying too, that there are people who are distrusting of the government in some ways. There are people who maybe just feel like, you know, not enough research has been done. I'm not saying that, you know, I 100% agree with these people. I don't. When we talked about conversation, this conversation in the past leading up to this, we both stated, you know, I'm vaccinated. I know that you are. I don't know how I feel about, you know, government mandated vaccines in this instance, but I do know that it wouldn't be the first time that something like a vaccine had been mandated, right? Like if you go to public school, you have to have a certain number of vaccines. Right, right. and I'm a public school kid. Right, like that's that's just a natural thing. If you you wanna travel to certain countries, you have to have a a vaccine, uh, a list of the vaccines that you've had to make sure that you'll be safe there. So this isn't exactly new, but these times are so already sort of torn and already very much like in the realm of the unknown. And I can see why it's hard for someone to put their faith into something and be like, all right, I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, I don't have all the answers and all this. You know, I'm not sure. Like, I actually can sort of see where the, a person like that is coming from. But I do think that the... And, and we've talked about this on the show before, the, the information is available, right? There are answers to a lot of these questions. So while I don't think that, I'm not, I don't know that ignorance or like uncertainty is really appropriate because I do think that there's a lot of information out there, accredited information, not idiots on YouTube or you know what your uncle right. said on Facebook, actual scientists and, and doctors putting this information out there. But it does seem like, what is happening is that there's one segment of the population who is vaccinated and there's another segment who isn't for whatever reason, you know, Mm -hmm. there are varying reasons for all of them. And the response so often seems to be they're idiots, you know, they're morons, they're ruining it for the rest of us. And the thing that I said to you is I don't think that that's really going to convince anyone to do what needs to be done. So like, what is the approach then? So let's just think about it like this. Um, and I'm only taking this from the movie, The American President, in the, in the process of um, getting the something um, passed, like a bill passed or something passed. They will go to specific companies. They'll go to specific senators. They'll start drafting people and by converse, having conversations with them and, mm-hmm. and basically bringing them over to their side. I think people are stupid, I think a person can be reasoned with. Yeah, yeah, you said um, that a, a ton, on get, the, and it's a, such a true point. You know, like, I, I I don't know if mob mentality, like, when people get around each other, they just get all sheepy, but I think if I'm sitting with someone, and I explain certain elements to them, and they explain their side to me, there's a, a sympathy that happens, and an empathy that happens, even if I don't agree with you, I can see where you're coming from on that. Mm-hmm. Every time I see something on IDTV and a black a black people killed a white person, I'm like, damn it, damn it. Why do they have to be a black person? Because that just drives the narrative of what has always been. And I think driving the narrative of, of being, we've always had the luxury of being dismissive of people who don't agree with us. Yeah. There's always that because I can find my friends and family. And even if they don't agree, they don't necessarily, you know, like, girl, you stupid. Why wouldn't you, you know, they they don't necessarily challenge you all the time. Mm -hmm. You have to appeal like there is something to, 
you know, having the campaigns in New York, they have a strong campaign oh, yeah. in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, even on social, you know, having officials going and having the injections themselves. Mm-hmm. On the Today Show, the whole Today Show, um, you know, all of the, I don't know what they call journalist correspondents. All of the correspondents took the test, all, not the test, the injection all at one time yeah. together. So there is something to the marketing of it and normalizing it. I'm sure when the polio when the polio vaccine came out back then, they were like, "Oh hell no, yeah, y'all can have that." But I rather I never I rather not walk correctly for the rest of my life. I rather be in a wheelchair, yeah. take, the, <laughs> take the polio vaccine. What are you talking about? I, I'm I'm sure it was less this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not quite so two <laughs> thousands, <flat> but <laughs> it was less flat back. But it definitely <laughs> had that that essence to it. It yeah. definitely played. Um, but I know there's always going to be. So you have to kind of look at history and find out when the turning point was. What made people change their minds? I think, like I said, history is a very good indicator of how to make people switch up. Yeah. You know what what happened? Yeah, and I don't why, really know. Why yeah. did it become normalized? Yeah, I don't, uh, as as much reading and stuff that I did for this, I didn't actually read too much about like the rates of vaccination for earlier vaccines like polio or measles yeah. or things like that. I bet that there was a lot of similar sentiment. I, I think the thing that I've seen the most from people who are, you know, hesitant or don't want to is they say, well, you know, I don't know the long-term side effects of the vaccine. And so what I did, I did actually do some research on like historically major side effects from vaccines. And there actually has never really been any any side effect through any vaccine that's ever been dispersed that was considered major. The mm-hmm. most like uh, major possible side effect um, resulting from vaccination was actually what is referred to in the scientific community as an adverse event. And what this means is, you know, when you're a baby or you, you know you're getting your infant vaccinated in the first year, you know, you, you have a child that that child go, runs through a, a cycle of vaccines, right? At the same time, the first year of life is like one of the most precarious for humans in general. Uh, you know, a lot of it, like sudden infant death syndrome is very, or yeah, sudden infant death syndrome is a very like not common thing, but it is something that happens. And so the adverse effect or adverse event theory is like sometimes a baby will die around the same time that it got a vaccine, but they actually can't link the event to the vaccine itself. It's very difficult. And, you know, so it's interesting to hear people talk about like, I don't know the long-term effects because that's something that historically has never actually happened with a vaccine before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I, like I said in, my, in our WTF, don't know what it was like in the dark ages, but I'm sure if there was any scientific forward movements or any scientific strides or progressions advancements yeah advancements in science i'm sure people were like hell no right and it it literally is i think it's the human like a human nature to challenge someone's belief system is hard yeah so if i tell someone who already and i'm not talking about white any of our white viewers that's not what i'm talking about i'm just saying (laughs) If people are more privileged, and usually they are white, but I'm not calling everyone privileged, but I'm just saying, this is the system. 
systemic for this. Yeah. If you're privileged and you have, and this world is mine, and then they someone says, Yeah, but you gotta do this. Like, <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh, me? Mm-hmm. Well, you're ch- no, you're taking away all my civil liberties. No, this is the mask. No, I'd rather there was a man on Twitter. He was in a hospital bed. He was on, it was a CBS News uh, correspondent, sick as a dog. And he said, well, sir, like if you can go back now and take the, the vaccine and not be here in the hospital, would you do it? No, sir. No, sir, I would not. Wow. What? I thought it was going to be the complete opposite. Yeah, wow. So dying on a hill, literally, dying yeah. on a hill for your beliefs. Yeah. That's the one thing that has been the hardest to undo when it comes to any, like, whether it be civil rights, slave, uh, you know, slavery coming to an end. I'm sure there were people who really wasn't for, in 1776, America coming into their own. They were like, oh, hell no. We oh, King yeah. George all day. King yeah. George. I'm not, again, people, I know they didn't say King George all day. I know. They King George all day. <laughs> Motherfucker. I'm up here with King George, yo. Fuck that. I ain't got to do Fuck your constitution. Bring me my tea. I'm not with this. <laughs> not, not with this. this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's always going to be a set a set of people who are like the yeah. change is not for me. I've even heard during civil rights there were black people who were anti demonstration and mm-hmm. anti marching. They were like, no, stop, because y'all just messing everything up. It's already you know we're already in danger. Why are you up here trying to make it worse for us by doing yeah. all of it? So anything that requires people to change their minds is a hard nut to crack. So it really is, gotta, yeah. First you gotta get in there and then build up on the other, other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like that's uh, such a hard challenge. Like uh, how do you, like you said, overturn someone's belief system? Like, I don't know, I do, I do understand the frustration that comes from people who are like, oh, they're all just idiots, like fuck them. Like, and I'm not saying that I think that that's the approach. It's, it obviously is not, mm. but like, when someone says like, well, I don't know the long-term side effects. Well, you don't know the long-term side effects of COVID either. Like, right. You know, and it's like, like people uh, are suffering. The people who got sick, sick and didn't pass away, they are COVID. suffering. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing you're starting to see now. And that's only in the first year and a half. Who knows what it's going to be like five years from now. And you can say the same thing about the vaccines, but the vaccines, you know, historically beyond the COVID vaccine, just vaccines in general have not had major side effects to the degree that like you're seeing now with long COVID and, and things like that. So I think that that's what makes it so frustrating is like, you know, you had said during WTF, interestingly, because it's a great theme for just the, con- the, the conversation we're having in general today, that there's this distrust in science, this inability to sort of like get over that hump and get there. And I think some of that is actually engineered by people who make money on anti-scientific rhetoric. Like, I think there are certainly politicians right now who are stoking these flames uh, and very, very intentionally and know what they're doing, even though they themselves are vaccinated. So that's part of it. There are bad faith actors who have a reason to keep the, uh, you know, community, society uh, against scientific advancements. But it does seem like uh, a lot of the 
issues that are arising right now, not just with the pandemic, but just broadly, you know, look at climate change, look at, um, right. you know, yeah. uh, just yeah. like you can sort yeah. of look at yeah. any of them and, yeah. and you can find some some sort of like anti-scientific rhetoric. Yeah. It's an interesting time because it feels like a lot more people are starting now to realize that this there's this rhetoric against science that is actually now having tangible effects that hold us back in society. In fact, this is the second time I've had a conversation like this this month. And I can't really remember having one about anti-science rhetoric and all that to this degree that regularly before. So I do feel like maybe there's a shift happening and people are starting to realize like, uh, no, we actually should probably listen to, you know, the scientists and the people who are saying what they're saying and maybe right. give that a shot. But it doesn't seem like the power, people in power have a lot of interest in, in doing that. So... I, I'm, I'm going to derail a little bit. When you think about education, like early education in America, you know, elementary, elementary through high school, those are very formative years. And then there's a rounding of, like there's an opening of educational systems in college. For me, I feel like early on is when kids should be taught about, and I'm sorry to say this, about their potential, about yeah learning how to dream, learning how to budget, learning about finances, learning, reading, yes, science, yeah, like all of those need to be integrated into that. But we're not an industrial, we've talked about this a thousand times on this show, we're not an industrial system anymore. It's not the 1920s, people don't get manufacturing jobs anymore. We don't work in factories anymore. Why haven't we changed our educational system? There's a reason. There's money attached to the way things are. Mm -hmm. There's money attached to the way things are. If we change the educational systems, we might have to stop redlining students into their own neighborhoods, which may lead. And, you know, there's so many avenues and so, so much. I, I, we, we talked early on last year um, before the pandemic to get an educator on. I'm, I'm still with that idea. That goes to our conversation right now. Like education, like saying that, I don't like the idea of vaccines. Tell us why and yeah. give us reasons. Like if <laughs> my grandmother did it once and she saw it didn't work, but she tried it. She did try it. There was once she had, I guess she saw it somewhere or heard it on some TV show. Phil Donahue was big at the time. Who, who the F knows? But she made me, I asked her for something. She made me basically write a dissertation. I had a ton of like encyclopedias I had to look up shit and give her a definitive reason but I didn't like it and she didn't like it because she had to stay up and help me do it bottom line is if you're going to tell me you don't want to take a vaccine then you got to give me a good reason why you got to follow that up with your deets you got to follow that up with a lot of but because we live in a society that isn't built on thinking and higher like a higher level of thinking from an early developmental age we don't know how to have a conversation with one another. We don't know how to talk to one another. Fortunately, people go to college and they learn, but for the most part, the, the large the society at large don't go to school like that. We live in a world that's we live in a, a system of C students. <laughs> <laughs> most, most people are C students out here in these streets. And that and it's okay, it's not a slight, it's just that like speaking from that place doesn't come naturally. Um, so I think we have to re really start thinking about 
if we want to, we, we can't make people say, oh, now you're a grown. Now you need to know how to really comprehend certain things. And no, it has to start early. And, and we don't teach that. So we don't teach those values, but we expect them to somehow happen. Mm. I like that. Doesn't work that way. That's it for today's episode of Shakisha and the White Boy. We said last week that we were going to do some more positive topics on the show, and today's was uh, not quite, but I think it was an important conversation to have. Shakisha, what do you think? Um, Not everybody is as privileged as you and I, Ryan, to have the the love of learning, the love of finding out. Um, It doesn't come naturally to everyone. Like you're a white guy, so you know you got privilege. Oh yeah, out the wazoo. Come on, (laughs) but you know I feel like I'm privileged as a, you know, black woman who has really pulled up herself by her bootstraps with an amazing, you know, tribe and community of sisters and brothers who also, including you, who have also cheered me from the rafters. And not everyone has what we have, or has the journey that we have. We're two intelligent, gifted people and we know it and we move on that. A lot of us in this world are struggling to even, you know, make ends meet. So I think with with that being said, I don't, I'm not gonna sit up here for the people who don't wanna, you know, take the vaccine. I say, do your research, do your hard research. Don't let other people just give you the dialogue, give you the talking points, because we're past that. You really should look into it yourself. For those who don't want to wear masks because it's taking away some sort of right of yours, I really want you to be bigger and better than that and really look into what that's about. Look inward, look outward, um, and be better because it's not just about you. It's about so many other people who, as we've already seen, this this disease has this pandemic has taken away so many people who had potential to do so many things, even find a cure for this said you know pandemic. So yeah, that's that's my ask me. What about? I love you? it. I, I think you're so right, and I I do think you know privilege has become such a charged word in so many ways. But uh, you know you you've been blessed. Like you're a thoughtful, inquisitive person, and and that is certainly a privilege maybe that not everyone has. So to your point yeah. there. Yeah, I think that, you know, the science aspect of it, science will save us all. I'm, I'm totally on board with that sentiment. And, uh, you know, I think what you're asking of people is, is fair. If you're going to be someone who is anti-vaccine, you better have a reason that is better than, well, I saw this video on YouTube about this guy who has no medical training, no scientific background. Like you better have some actual reputable sources and that type of thing. So before we get out of here, folks, please allow me to shout out Berberock, the main man behind our theme music. You can find more of his music at brbrck.com. If you have a question or a topic you'd like us to address on the show, please, please, please don't hesitate to send it our way at shakishaandthewhiteboy at gmail.com. And of course, if you're still listening, you clearly like the show, so please like and subscribe wherever you listen and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and now you can even watch us on YouTube. You can see us right here doing the show as we speak. And uh, that's it. Until next time. Bye.